This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't feel we have carved on Trey Lance National. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I don't think we are part of the national media that I has think, been critical of Trey Lance. I think no. we've been one of the few shows who is pro. The Rich Eisen Show. Because we, we just want to see him play. Earlier on the show, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett. Still to come, senior writer for The Athletic, Vic Tafer. UCLA Athletic Director, Martin Jarman. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Tyler Lockett last hour. Martin Jarman, the uh, athletic director of UCLA Athletics, will be joining us in studio in hour number three. He's making the drive down the 405, which is really, it's a big ask um, here in L.A. Nobody picks people up at the airport here. It's just ridiculous. No, no. Don't ask me. Don't don't even ask. I mean, it's amazing. Del Tufo will <clears throat> offer to drop people to off the air, yeah the drop off and pick up very it's different. Tough. very different but anyway long story short is we're happy yeah. um 844-204-RICH is the number to dial what's more likely coming up um our usual friday fun and last year uh, again um chiefs fans are still in my grill over my stance last year that it was time for them to finally not win the afc west since patrick mahomes was there and i chose the raiders um couldn't have been more disappointed but I'm 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 still a believer in a lot of the talent on this roster, and a lot of questions surrounding Josh Jacobs and what's going on there. So uh, pleased to have here on the Rich Eisen Show the senior writer from the Athletic who covers the Raiders in the NFL and the uh, host of State of the Nation podcast, Vic Tafer here on the program. How you doing, Vic? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I am doing just fine. Let's just jump right into it. What is the latest with Josh Jacobs? And the Raiders? Uh, the latest, okay, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think oh. um, my guess is he'll be back before the first game of the season. Uh, he's not happy, uh, clearly, I think, but kind of, you know, we need to see the, the state of running backs in this league. It's not, uh, not a lot of leverage for him, I think, to walk away from you know, $10.1 million, which you get on the franchise tag. That's a lot to ask, no matter how mad you are. That's, that's, a, that's a big stand to take. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that. So my expectation is he'll be back. Uh, before that first game, any threat that the Raiders uh, might rescind the tag and just say we'll we'll split up your ten million amongst other running backs and go that way? No, they want him back. I think they, they're confident once he gets back, it'll be okay. I think they uh, clearly led the league in rushing last year. He's very talented, and uh, they think ten point one is a good price apparently, and so they are happy to pay that price when, when he shows up. So uh, obviously the Raiders are in this situation because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option when they could have, um, and then he goes and leads the league in rushing. Why didn't they pick up his fifth-year option, Vic? Uh, well, I feel they weren't uh, that sure how good he was. I think they, you know, they watched the tape, and it was good, but they, not really that caliber of a guy, not a guy you can really build around long-term for the future. So I think they were willing to go ahead and let him play out the contract and probably not bring him back in the following year, and I think he went ahead and, and ruined that plan by running for a billion yards and playing every play and breaking every tackle. So I think he obviously was better than I thought he was. And he's a very important member of the team as far as the locker room goes and the guy players look up to. And the guy definitely wears, you know, his heart in his sleeve and every plays everything he has. So the guy you want in your, in your locker room. So I think they realized that and, and they, they brought him back with a, with a tag. Do you think that that's playing out uh, the fact that they didn't have, pick up his fifth-year option and made him prove it is something that is still stuck in his craw, Vic? Oh, for sure. I think when you hear like the whole the, the prove-it-year thing, that's you know, if you're him, 
they're like, okay, I led the league in rushing, so obviously I, I proved it. But uh, yeah, we, we see that's not the way it works with, with running backs in the NFL. You can prove it all you want. And it's kind of been proven you can plug guys in and, and kind of get by with it. So uh, it's, it's tough with the top running backs, guys like him and Saquon Barkley. So I think there's not a lot of leverage, not a lot of wiggle room, unfortunately. So pretty much he has no choice, really, but to come back and play uh, under the tag. Well, I mean, the other choice is, is to say, how about you give me at least what you gave the Giants gave Saquon, which is a little bit of, little bit of a sprinkle of um, difficult to achieve incentives. Um, are the Raiders putting that on the table? Best of your knowledge. Well, it's tough. It's tough because he led the league in rushing last year, so I'm not sure what more you can incentivize. How can you improve on last year? And the Saquon thing was weird. I, I didn't really understand how that thing came together so quickly because he was really upset. They had the Zoom call, apparently the worst Zoom call among all Zoom calls because a day later he flips and signs for like an extra $900,000. So I'm not sure there was like a handshake agreement. It was kind of wink-wink, but to me that made no sense. And clearly I think they probably view Saquon as a bigger part of the future than the Raiders do Josh. I think that's fair to say. So I think it's a little different in terms of what they're willing to do. But I think when they were negotiating, I think for Josh, you know, the starting point was, okay, give me at least the two years – for $22 million, that's the two uh, tags back-to-back combined, $22 million. That's a starting point, and we can, and, but they never got to that point. So for him, it was really a no-brainer not to, not to sign. Well, I guess what they could do is, say, lead the league in rushing again. You get uh, a certain amount of money. You can also put an incentive on touchdowns. You could put an incentive on receptions. You could put an incentive on um, – snaps right i mean there there are ways to do this the question is are the raiders doing anything other than just saying sign the tag come back and let's play football based on your knowledge yeah you're right there, there are different ways to do it and they might still be able to, to nudge a little bit i think there was a, a video clip from the game last week where some fan was yelling at dave Ziggler yes. about josh jacobs he's like hey give him some incentives and dave's like yeah we, we might do that so apparently that fan's involved in the negotiations he knows what's going to happen but uh yeah, at some point, if they realize that getting back a little sooner, maybe a little happier, might be the way to go. I could see them maybe getting a little more than a half. But, um, again, I'm not really sure they have a lot of um, – they think they'll be back. So, in their mind, why would you really pay more if he's coming back anyway? And, and again, it's not really, I think, like clearly a, a part of your long-term plan. Vic Tafer from the Athletic Raiders Insider here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up with Devontae Adams? What's the latest with him? He's good. He got a little nicked up in practice last week, but he's out here uh, this week in practice against the Rams. He looks fine. He's, uh, he's in good spirits for now. I think he had the little thing in the offseason where he said he wasn't quite seen eye-to-eye with the new regime, but they've, you know, things are fine right now. But I'd be a little concerned I mean, if they have a slow start. It's a really tough schedule. If they have a slow start, I'm not sure he'll be as happy come week five or week six. So good spirits. What do you think? Um, uh, clearly it's in there, right? Clearly something was up um what was he do you think deep down upset about Derek Carr and the treatment uh, of him uh, anything like that like what can you yeah, I think, give me some I think thoughts big picture I think he came last year as a big trade you know they came with two picks and they talk a Super Bowl and they have like they bring in Chandler Jones and they're making all these moves being ultra aggressive saying okay we're gonna try and win now clearly the the season went off the rails and it kind of you know they benched his buddy Derek, and Derek's gone, and not really aggressive this offseason. Not really a team that's like, oh, they made a lot of moves. They're really trying to win. They're kind of in a weird middle ground. We're like, you know, we may try and win. We may try and see if we're going to rebuild long term. We'll see how it goes. So if you're Devontae Adams, you're the best receiver in the league, 
and you know, not not young, but not old, but definitely getting to that point where you want to get you know, down to business. So I'm not sure he's confident in what exactly is happening as far as you know the, the, the drive to win now, which if you're him, that's all you really care about. So let's just say, you, you, as you point out, the schedule, um, not easy. Uh, at Denver, at Buffalo, home for Pittsburgh, at Chargers, home for Green Bay to start. And obviously, if uh, Devontae and the Raiders go into that game against his former team on a Monday night in Vegas, um, let's just say under 500 or treading water or the issues from last year, big leads unprotected, happen and come home to roost, right? I mean, what, 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 in what form would his displeasure take uh, in your mind? I, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, I could see maybe inquiring about a possible move, possible trade. If you really are going to, at that point, I think the Raiders are like, okay, we are going to take a long-term approach. We are going to try and get a young quarterback here next year and build from, you know, the draft picks and stuff. And so maybe, uh, I don't know, it, there's a lot of money on the, on the contract in terms of a cap hit. So I'm not sure how feasible it is, but I could definitely see Devontae saying, hey, maybe this is not the perfect marriage that we all thought it was going to be. Maybe I should go somewhere else where they're trying to win right now. Vic Tafer, the Athletic Raiders Insider, State of the Nation podcast host right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What? Why didn't it work with Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels last year? All said and done. That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, uh, I clearly, like, sometimes people get married and they know right away the honeymoon, they're like, oh, this is not, this is not it. I made a mistake. I think that was kind of the case for those two guys. I think they thought they could, you know, obviously Derek is a, a, a coach's, you know, kid, knows how, you know, knows how to read offenses, knows he studies the game since he was like, you know, eight years old, knows all about them, X's and O's, and they thought he and Josh would be able to, to kind of figure it out and kind of blend the analogies together. But never on the same page, different languages as far as the offense goes, never really comfortable. I think that became more and more clear as the year went on, just um, just a bad marriage, just uh, personality-wise. I just think it didn't click. So I think now, Jackson went and got you know, Jimmy G, who knows the system from New England, and they know each other really well. So the hope is that you know familiarity and kind of the comfortableness together will help the offense be better than it was last year. Well, I mean, and, and Jimmy G first came to the fore, obviously, in New England and had those moments of success when Brady uh, was out that caused so many people to have Jimmy G on their radar screen. We all understand why he wound up on the West Coast to begin with. Um, all that said, uh, is this just going to be that marriage all over again? How How is his foot going into this season? Best you can tell, Vic. Yeah, I mean, uh, so far, so good. He's definitely, a, you know, he's a very popular guy. He was with the Niners in the locker room. He is here. People like his easygoing personality, kind of a, he talks trash on the field, and it's kind of different, different guy than Derek is. I think in terms of uh, and the offense, I think we'll see not not the arm strength Derek had, but maybe better in the red zone. Maybe in terms of reading things a little better in, in tight coverages, and we'll see. I mean, definitely, it's uh, we'll see if Josh McDaniels can also adapt a little bit and kind of bring him back. And I guess we're gonna try and use some stuff that Jimmy used with Kyle Shanahan, and we'll see how that works. But you know, no one really knows right now. I mean, training camp is just people kind of you know, we're watching and trying to guess what's gonna happen, but. It's just practice, so you really don't know. So, you know, the ball's flying for real. So, I couldn't help but notice when I was watching uh, Aiden O'Connell uh, perform very well, by the way, against the 49ers in preseason. I'm like, what What just is jumping off at this screen at me other than how well he's playing? Oh, that's right. Number four. It, they gave him Derek Carr's number, Vic? Really? Right like that? 
Yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. I think uh, I think Derek got a laugh out of it when we heard about that. I think it's uh, you know it's funny because when it first happened, fans were other fans. Were like, wow, how can this guy, his kid, ask for Derek Carr's jersey? And he had nothing to do with it. They uh, they found the number. He had nothing to do with it. I'm sure number four, and it is kind of a weird number to give someone. I mean, Derek didn't you know he's the all time passion leader, not you know not, whatever a legend, whatever, but still a little respect, maybe a little bit of a. It was a year you know, off, but uh, I think it was clearly a sign by the regime they wanted to move on quickly, and, you know, it is it is what it is. I mean, it can be – you can call it a petty move if you want or just uh, not a big deal, but it's interesting. Definitely, it's definitely not, uh, not an accident. Well, at least, Vic, you know, um, the coach and everybody uh, that comes from the organization that the coach came from um, – they just they, they they don't do anything um, you know without thinking about it you know I mean the, of course no. something uh, you know what I mean it's it's of course this was a conscious decision right Vic there had to have been oh, a conscious sure. decision yeah for sure I mean it's it's the it's the we go in they hate when everyone uses the word the phrase Patriots way but clearly everything here is kind of the Patriots way and that definitely is the same kind of deal it's kind of like a maybe it's a signal to the rest of the team like hey man he's gone. But, you know, we've moved on. You know, forget about him, and this is a different team. So I'm sure there's a lot of layers to it psychologically. I'm not that smart, but uh, whatever. They did it, and uh, and here we are. Well, and then, you know, one last thing on Carr here, uh, Vic, that um, last year, I think it was after that mind-blowing loss to Jeff Saturday's Colts, where I think Matt Ryan is still the iron deer on the front lawn <laughs> running down the field there um, in Vegas that Carr was cry- like in tears um, at the podium talking about other guys in the locker room maybe not um, being as serious as him and he knows where he stands and things like that. It, what was that about and has it been fixed in that locker room, do you think, Vic? Yeah, that game definitely was a low point. I, I definitely recall Matt Ryan running out of bounds oh. and wait. He turned, but he turned back inbounds to get more yards. I love that so much about that Raiders defense last year. But, um, yeah, Derek definitely broke down. I think at that point he probably sensed what was coming. He probably sensed oh, this is not working. I mean, all, uh, he was very excited about playing with Devontae. He was very excited about, you know, winning. I mean, they haven't won much in his nine years here. So I think he really was looking forward to last year kind of being a turning point. And it definitely wasn't. So I think he sensed what was coming. So and the locker room was kind of a mess last year. I think it was uh, – they brought in a lot of guys from the Patriots, you know, and a lot of young guys. And, and there was definitely a mix of, you know, some Gruden's, Gruden's guys still there. So it just didn't ever click. I think you'll see, you saw this year, a huge roster turnover this year. So a lot more different guys, a lot more younger guys trying to get their own kind of personality on this thing. So I think last year the whole thing just uh, fell apart. And there was some really, really ugly, just, not just that one, but some really ugly losses last year which showed the team wasn't on the same page. So then I guess in uh, wrapping up this conversation, how are things going to be different other than Jimmy G? That's the obvious. Give me give me some other aspects of what you're seeing in camp, what you're hearing about, maybe in the locker room. Um, how are things going to be different for the Raiders this year? Well, the biggest reason for optimism is that the uh, the defensive line. So they got Max Crosby. Charlie Jones had up and down here last year. He's uh, – He's in a little better shape this year. They brought in Tyree Wilson, the first-round pick, who just got to camp a couple of days ago. He was nursing a foot injury, but he's back now. So they got some other guys on the depth charts. They're pretty good so far in camp. So the hope is that that trio and that pass rush and the interior push, Jerry Tillery's been great since coming from the Chargers last year. He's had a good camp. The hope is that that defensive line is so good 
and gets so much pressure that it makes the job for the other guys behind them, which are really a bunch of no-names with the linebacker spot and the secondary, makes those guys better. So the hope is that the defensive, defensive line can push and make the defense a lot better than it was last year. Okay, so you believe uh, we will see Josh Jacobs back in camp when? Uh, my guess is the weekend before the first uh, game of the season. I just don't uh, – and yeah, you're right. If they wanted to give them a little more money, it could be a little, a little sooner than that. But I think at this point they're kind of – most people are kind of set in their ways, and I think that's just the way it's going to go. I uh, think he, he realizes he can't say no to $10 million, and they want him back. But enough to get him, uh, do you think, on the field? He will be week one, a starting – like the, Jimmy G's first handoff of the season is to Josh Jacobs? I do. I think he's, uh, from what I, I haven't talked to him in, in a little bit, but uh, last time I talked to him, he's in great shape. He worked hard all offseason. He definitely has got something to prove, not just to them, but I think to the rest of the league. And um, So, yeah, I think he's raring to go. I think he'll be fine. He's a veteran guy, knows what to do, and takes care of his body. So, um, I really have no other really great options. I mean, Zemir White is okay. He's, he's the young guy behind him. And they got Amir Abdullah and Brian Bolden. But, uh, yeah, when, when Josh Higgs walks back into the building, he, he's the guy. All right. And now here's the last one for you, Vic. I had the investigative reporter from ESPN, Don Van Natta, here yesterday, and he said the lawsuit that is currently working its way through the Nevada Supreme Court from John Gruden is maybe the number one item on all of the owner's radar screen of concern. Um, Is the specter of Gruden there anymore still in Vegas, Vic? Uh not so much, but I guess it's, it's in New Orleans, right? He's been showing up and helping out Derek with the offense. I think that's, that's hilarious. But, um, yeah, I think his shadow will always be here the way it ended. And I think, but, um, and people are definitely aware of where he stands. I think, um, he's in a, in a, I guess in a good spot where he has so much money. He doesn't need to settle. There's really no number they can throw at him where he'll like, okay, I'll settle because he's got, he's so rich and he's so upset about how this went down. So I definitely believe he'll, he'll make it, make it drag out and he wants, uh, he wants blood. Why is it funny that he's helping Carr with an offense, Vic? Why is it funny to oh, you? Oh, just because of, uh, you know, because of, you know, Derek's left here and, and, and people trying to turn the page. But yeah, here's the old Raiders coach helping out the old Raiders quarterback in, in New Orleans with, by the way, former Raiders head coach Dan Allen there also. So it's all, and the Raiders fans are definitely watching with their, with their eyebrows raised. Oh, I just thought it's because Gruden was never happy with any quarterback he's ever had anywhere without Nate Peterman around. Pretty much, I thought that's, that's what true. you meant. It's funny because he definitely, uh, when he first got to uh, you know to the Raiders, he was not loving Derek Carr, but I think Derek definitely grew on him and definitely mm-hmm. uh, he worked hard. And you know, Derek's a guy who wants to please his coaches, you know, at any end. So it's probably it's kind of ironic to work out with Josh, but he and John got obviously got tighter, and by the end uh, they were pretty close. Vic, I appreciate the time. Thanks again. We'll have you back on throughout the season, um, and certainly keep an eye on things as as the Raiders play football. Always interesting. Thank you. All right, but take care. You got it. That's Vic Tafer of The Athletic talking about the team that is going to be the host city for the Super Bowl. I'm ready for that week. That's going to be a little bit of fun, probably. <laughs> yeah, Maybe just yeah, a little bit. So what do, you, what, do you, what do you make of all that? Josh Jacobs will be in. Devontae Adams is, you know, in good spirits. Right now. But, <laughs> right now. Yeah. But if things don't start well, maybe he'll say trade. Why don't you get me out of here? Do we have the Raider schedule? Can we throw yeah, that Yeah, sure. We, we, absolutely we have it. Absolutely we have the Raiders schedule. And I just mentioned, how about that start? Three of the first four are on the road. <sighs> at Denver, at Buffalo. Home for Pittsburgh. 
which could on end a up Sunday in a night, game, the really whole con- the whole country, right? At Chargers, they're going to be zero and four. That's entirely possible. <laughs> then Monday night, could if they're zero and four, and Matt Lafleur and Jordan Lover are coming back into town, you know, maybe. Three and one, two and two, feeling good about themselves, and Devontae's there going, you know. That's going to be a Packer home game in Vegas, man. Home for New England. How about Jimmy G versus Patriots Belichick. home game? McDaniel's v. Belichick. In Vegas. You're, you're going to go to that one. I, I imagine. plan on it. Yeah. At Chicago, at Detroit, home for the Giants, home for the Jets on Sunday night. Rogers. The trade deadline is what the 31st. Oh. Devontae Adams is going to be asking for a trade. Well, I don't know if Mark Davis has Breer's phone, but I'm sure it'll be an exclamation point about not trading Devontae Adams now or in October. Uh, I mean. What week does Tom Brady come back? (laughs) That ain't happening either. It's not happening. (laughs) It's not happening. Hey, let's let's spin it. Let's spin it a little positive here. You remember, like, hey, if, if McDaniels and Carr were gear grinding, as Vic Tafer was just saying. And we all sensed it. Although on the Zoom prior to the Christmas Eve game against the Steelers, they both were singing each other's praises. I'm telling you, they were singing each other's praises on the Zoom call. It wasn't just like, okay, between us, things aren't great here. Right. Which some guys, you know, off the record, you know, the couple things we're dealing with here. Quarterback to quarterback, Derek to Kurt Warner. Hey, you know, remember a couple things? You know, we're, we're like, there's also ways of saying on the record a few things to say. There's a, a few red flags here we're dealing with. They were all dealing with like, yeah, hey, we're starting great. These games are going well. We could have been like, if we had held on to one of these leads, two of these leads, we're in the playoff race right now. That's true. And they mm-hmm. were in the playoff chase still for that final seventh playoffs but that was a big christmas eve night game in pittsburgh for both teams and when the raiders lost it they had one of those partridge in a pear tree playoff paths to the seventh seed this team needed to win that team needed to have a strength of schedule tie break and all that stuff they was still alive but they're like we're pulling the plug Derek's being sent home for christmas his wife's crying it's now time for a page turn. And so if they were gear grinding, who runs McDaniels' offense in the manner in when he, he wants it run? This guy. Who got that big moment when Brady was what uh, deflated, right? Hmm. Isn't that when he got his run? <laughs> and didn't he get hurt? Jimmy G, during that run, and Jacoby Brissett had to come in? Correct. And he looked good. Correct. Uh, it looked well enough that the Niners are like, we'll take him for that, too, that Bill is allegedly, reportedly being forced to accept <laughs> to get him out. Who's the guy? Who was coordinating the offense back in that day, Christopher? Yeah, it was Josh. Josh is right. a great offensive so coordinator. who wants the offense the I mean, way he wants it. That guy. Who can run it the way he wants it? That guy. Who can be the uh, Welker slash Edelman in this role? Hunter Renfro, man. Who can be the big, <laughs> tall receiver who is so dominant in this offense? 
You see what I'm going? Who, Who can, can stay healthy enough to do all of these things? Sometimes Jimmy G has problems doing that. Yeah. So the guy in the owner's suite can't. So I'm saying there is some there there. Don't do it, Ridge. I care. I'm, oh, no. I, I, I care I'm not. No, no. I, I care about you. But I, I don't think you could deny, even though I just went higher register. I would be shocked that scenario. If, if the Raiders made the playoffs. Dude, at Denver I'd be shocked. is so tough. At Bills right after. Oi. Like, if we had to sit here and look at every team's, I know, hey, what? If I would, like, we, maybe we should do this endeavor next week as we're twiddling our thumbs in the third preseason week waiting for this season to begin. Toughest, maybe I'll do a top five list of toughest first two weeks. Toughest September. Uh, September's just three games this year because the first Sunday right. of the season is October 1st. I mean, no. the first Sunday of the the week four Sunday is the first day of October. Got it. First two weeks because everyone's talking 0-2. 0-2, oh, well, first two uh, weeks. Are you 2-0? and You see your chance right. of making the playoffs. 0-2, oh, I think you're like 15% to make the playoffs. That was way back in the day, those conversations when there was just – 16 mere regular season games, it's still, but it's still very important. Still tracks, I know. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Our number three, Martin Jarman, the athletic director at UCLA, is making his way down here. Uh, when we come back, what's more likely? And your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly auto parts they're in the business of keeping your car on the road o'reilly auto parts offers friendly helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful has a smile on their face and gets you back on the road they've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online so you never have to worry if you're in a jam the team at o'reilly auto parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car if it needs to be replaced they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A. 
in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. You played in the World Series of Poker with Matt Damon to prep for the role of Worm and Rounders. I, we played in the World Series, Matt and I, not to prep. We after the shoot, the, the the we were done with the film. No kidding. Um, it was part of the run up promoting the film. We both played along well, mm-hmm. uh, and the coaching we'd gotten from Johnny Chan and Phil Helmuth and a lot of these other guys uh, stood us in good stead. And I I got some good cards and and won a few hands and um, everything. We both had very like dramatic exits i i actually played a johnny chan tip i played pocket nines Mm -hmm. when i was on the button Uh and ended up with kind of i bet it as though it was an ace king or something like that i got a middle flop i got a nine and a ten and then i got a second ten so i had i had a pretty much unreadable full house yes and I got beat by four tens. Get out of here. By a guy named Surindar Singh. He quadded tens against quad your tens boat? Quadded tens against an unreadable full house. And when I called, and I had more <sighs> chips than him, when I flipped the boat, yeah. the whole table exploded. They were like, he's going to take Surindar Singh out yeah. of the tournament. Yeah. And he flipped quad tens. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. It was it was incredible. I was going to say, do you remember the hand that uh, you I went remember out every, with? But how I mean, could you not remember that? There's more details of it too. But but he said to me later, he goes he goes on 99 out of 100 times he goes you would have not. He could say I had no idea that you had that hand. I, I'm blown away. That and makes he it said, worse, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, worse. Uh, I still, when, when, as we're talking about it, yeah. we're talking about it, and I'm having the Saving Private Ryan <laughs> moment where everything goes silent again. Um, oh. And, you know, I was trying to play it off, what? but I just, you know, gut shot. When they talk about being gut shot, That's I was it. gut shot, that literally. That is the definition. Happy 54th birthday to Edward Norton. Wow. He's a cheerleader, too, at 54. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Look at our phone lines. It's fri- it's a friggin' Christmas tree. I love it. All right, where are we going here? A lot of win loss games. I know. People want to play win loss game. All uh, uh, right. It's, ter- it's it, Terzo gets. Uh, he gets, the, he gets the front of the line, right? Priority. It's like priority checking. <laughs> right. Is that what it is? T-S- He's got clear. T-S-A. Pre-check. R-E-S-T-S-A? Yeah. He's pre-checking He's pre- clear. Terzo is pre-checked? <laughs> All right. Terzo in Iowa back here in the Rich House. What's up, Terzo? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, we just probably uh, better inform Nick just because it's legal in California to smoke pot. You can't, still can't be doing it while you're driving. Dude, 15 and 2. <laughs> it makes my 12 and 5 look a lot better at the start of the. Uh, you should have just said 17 and 0, man. I, what 17 and 0, man. <laughs> man. Oh, I'm, I, I could, I, but I just I still have to be realistic. You know, you still have to, you still have to try and play the game. But first thing, though, Brockman, I got to come at you real quick. Leave my coach alone. He does not have the most pressure on him. Just because you want to get rid of your future Hall of Fame goat, out of boy, head coach. Leave my Kyle Shanahan alone, man. Leave him alone. Well There's done. No pressure. Well done. Doing the well Super done, Bowl, counselor. Kyle. Well done, counselor. Yeah, Tell him to back up off you. Well so done, counselor. Action. Always, but hey, I got one more thing for you, Rich. Yes. I do believe that the Browns are going to be sneaky good. Yeah. And I have a big feeling because. I'm keeping Deshaun Watson in the 15th round in the 15th round of our uh, one uh, keeper league in our fantasy oh. for Carl's. Okay, and I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna ride that pony 
And if if he's a top five quarterback, I get huge value. Okay. If not, I might be at the bottom of the league. Okay. Very good. That sounds good to me. Hey Terzo, guess where I was this weekend? Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> I was. You were in Iowa? I was in Iowa. Well, you didn't hit me up, my dude. Oh man. Oh, bro, you, did was... you go to the fair? Nah, I was like two hours away from Des Moines, so I, I couldn't holler at you. Hold but. on a second. What? Okay. Uh, Thanks for the call, yeah, Terzo. Dude. Terzo, I'm sorry. We're going to have to let you go because we have some business to conduct here on the program. It's Friday, right? It's Is it Friday? Today's Friday. It's Friday. Okay, yeah. it's Friday, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to do what's more likely shortly. Minute, Maybe I'll yeah. take one more phone call. Maybe, Maybe we'll, we'll take a break. Yeah, Maybe we'll, we'll do that, after. right? Yeah. 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 But it's Friday, right? It's Friday. We've been here five days this week. This is the, Jay, well, you haven't with, been because Del Tufo, you know, was here for a couple of days. Now you were here, Tuesday, right? Two or three, okay. Wednesday, we spent a lot of time with each Thursday. other, right? We spent Friday a lot of time. is still the fifth day of the week. Right. We spent a lot of time with each other. We're here all day. On the air? Really? Off the air. Off the air. I mean, grand total. Of time that we've spent with each other. Probably. Add it all up. Have you spent more time with us or, say, your kid? Like, oh, oh, for sure, you guys. Okay, all right. So, just want to make <laughs> yeah, sure because yeah. you know your 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 child might be just like many Los Angeles-based children overscheduled. Overscheduled. Okay, so yeah, yes. you went where last weekend? <laughs> I was in Iowa last weekend. You know, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. We sure have. We're we're good friends. I would agree. Feller, you know, we went to Dallas together and slept in the same t- hotel room. Didn't Hashtag know that weird group. Didn't we're, know that. We're good friends. Didn't now. know that. Didn't have to. We're not good <laughs> friends with TJ because because if you're good friends with someone, you know when you know, they've been to Iowa. You you know when they've been to Iowa <laughs> because nobody goes there. Look, man, you know, you keep from Los Angeles. From Los, I mean, from Los Angeles. That's what I mean. Well, I mean, everyone, like every every politico is in Iowa in right now. Right. I mean, I, you know, caucuses are coming. There's certain people from Florida who don't live in Florida anymore. They're in Iowa. What? <laughs> what are you doing in Iowa? Oh, wait a minute. Do you smell an Ashton story? Yes, but it's also kind of a sad Ashton no, story. Not, not, not an Ashton story, just a... I went. A friend of mine passed away from I, Iowa, so I, I didn't went know to, that. Why didn't you? Why didn't you tell me this? It wasn't like a pleasant trip. It was. Well, that's it, what, it, but it was, that's how you share these things. Yeah, but I didn't want to put grief through sharing. I didn't want to put it out well, there. Well, first was, of all, my condolences. Didn't know that. But you know, you could even come to me off the air and go. You know, you give me gr- crap for never leaving my house. I was in Iowa this week. <laughs> And then because you drop I, it with Terzo. Well, because Terzo lives in Iowa. That's my man, and I know I'm bigger. That's Carl's. your man. You didn't want to go to a concert with him. Right? But I also that want was to push a back. Six-hour drive, man. Uh, he's not I want to push back. Man. If I was in, say, Corona recently, I would have told Nick and Corona, "Hey, where are you uh, right I, now? Pulled over the side of the road. And you would have been clearly like, high. What are you smoking, bro? Six, Give me some. Fifteen and two with the Broncos in the win-loss game. You could have been full Bruce Arians. All right, Pete and Hilton head South Carolina. Let's take your call. What's up, Pete? Just, uh, I was thinking about a, a kind of a dumb comparison. Back in March, yeah. all, all the sports shows were talking about the Mets, Mets, Mets. They have Verlander. They have Scherzer. Yeah. Pete Alonso. Yeah. They win 115 games. They're the greatest. Yeah. Now, here it is five months later, and they suck. So now <laughs> the New York paper, people are going back, well, we got we got Rodgers. We got Dalvin Cook. We still got Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner. Maybe they're going to suck, too. <laughs> All this overhype about getting these players, they may not mesh. You know, Verland insures them. They're going down the road. And Lonzo, I don't know how he's doing. Oh, he's but hit a lot of home runs, buddy. Who knows if Rodgers, Cook, 
and Gardner, you've been in the same world. Yeah, together. you're also forgetting Quinn and Williams and and Garrett Wilson. I'm Alabama, by the way. You know, you know, you're for, you're forgetting Brees Hall. You're forgetting. Yeah, you know, I could keep going on. I could go on and on, but um, all right. You, by the way, uh, another county heard from. I appreciate that, Pete. We should do a new segment okay. called Maybe You're Maybe You're Gonna Suck Too. That's a new show. <laughs> they sucked. They sucked. Maybe they you're sucked. gonna suck too. Maybe you're gonna suck. <laughs> and hold on a second, though, no. and, and obviously Pete Alonso has 37 home runs. I just want with to point nobody that out. on base. Uh, sucking. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, are you I still think, on this trip? No, I think oh. the Jets are more um, prepared to win than say the Mets. I think they're more set up. Would be the way to put it. To who's, win. The, who's the Edwin Diaz on the Jets? Now that's. Yeah. And then you lose him, and then you Hopefully tell me how there, set up you are. There is no. But that's what Diaz. I mean. Like that kind of really derailed kind of the best season, think, right from the get go, right from the don't jump. Don't you think? Don't and you Verlander think. didn't start pitching until the season. A was closer. Happening. Verlander took a while to come back. Having no closer just, in baseball is like the runny nose, right? Like it just you can't stop the cold, and it causes your whole body to feel like you're tired, you're achy. It affects the entire. Organism. What's worth worse, having no closer or two quarterbacks? I don't know. You should be. You should ask that. You're the one with two quarterbacks. Dude, you should answer that yourself. You have the second overall pick. I breathing know. down Rogers' neck. But nobody in MetLife stadiums Did you say ever chanted. Down his neck? No, no, nobody. Hold on a second. Nobody in MetLife's ever chanted for Zach Wilson while the starters out there That's hurt, good. playing hurt on national television. That's a good point. You know, we haven't done that Brett one. Jones had a broken ankle last bro, year. Bro, all I know <laughs> what are you guys is talking play, about? play the tape back. Zappy, play the tape back against zappy, the Bears. Zappy, we want Zappy. zappy. We want Zappy <sighs> without chowder. <laughs> zappy rhymes with Quincy. Show cousin from Boston. Zappy's not even as good as Malik Cunningham. <laughs> I'm enjoying too much of these phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Mets wind up sucking. They your suck. team, maybe your team will suck too. New <laughs> segment on the Rich Eisen great show. Logic. I hope the Browns logic. are good this year. Mm. You what? I hope the Browns are good this year. Or maybe they might suck too. Right. They could. right? See how we're, we're we're creating this segment? Oh yeah, because Jay got that tattoo. So exactly. that's why I got eyes in the elf. I don't need to know. You know about it. I don't TJ want to. Know. I live streamed. We live streamed. No, live streamed I know. From the you you actually get you signed off on it. Not pr- not proud of that content. Not proud of it. I'm usually proud of much content. Not that one. We'll take a break. What's more likely coming up right here on the show? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do what's more likely top of hour three. Great. That's what we're going to do. You now. can do that. That's more, more calls. Let's take let's, more calls. Let's play win-loss game. Oh, by the way, Ron Rivera's made a call. we got to talk about that, too. That's next on the Shout Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, uh, the League's Cup championship match this weekend. Boom. Um, Inter-Miami will be taking on Nashville for the League's Cup. That's fun. Do you know who plays for Inter-Miami? Just a quick guess. Lionel Messi. Uh, yeah. Him. You didn't let him guess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Nine goals. Well, you think I was going to say someone other than Messi? Nine goals. Six games? Yeah, he's amazing. Matches. Matches, my bad. I think it's like it's too easy for him. Well, and and everybody's awestruck, starstruck. It's like me playing yeah. in Coop's little league, <laughs> or it's like Kramer going to that dojo, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what it looks like it's, right it's, now. It's, it's, it's not- I mean, it's like it's amazing, but he should be doing that against this level of talent. It'd be like if LeBron went over and played in. I guess European I don't know. League. I mean, I'm sure the MLS, the MLS uh, players would push back, but no, Rich, they couldn't. Not um, against Messi's <laughs> level of te- no. He just they just bounced the uh, or he had uh, one. And by the way, uh, I believe. Let me get this right. Nine, uh, nine goals, four outside, eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> and Impressive. so I, I he, he they just bounced the Philadelphia Union, um, and uh, the Hungarian player Daniel Gazdag went up to him and. Um, I guess chatted with him after the match, and uh, this went viral. Uh, Gazdog's wife wrote, <laughs> "He's never looked at me like that." <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I that mean, went he viral. is like he he is making love to Messi right there. But with, in his defense, his Chris, he sees his wife every day, and his wife like he doesn't see Messi every day. He's oh yeah, you never, never looked Messi. at me like that. <laughs> That's so funny. So it's a big setup for the big <laughs> final on uh, on Saturday night. On Apple. Let's go. There you go. Yes. Which you can see Apple right Plus. here Let's on go. Roku. Back here on our show, 844-204-RICH, number to doll. So Ron Rivera played coy the other day when asked about who the starting quarterback is <laughs> for the Washington Commanders. Do we have that sound bite? Do we have that? I think we do. Um from the other day, yeah, yeah, I think we had that from the other day. My bad, because um, we're all wondering, you know, how, how you know Sam Howell's kind of like a rookie quarterback. Desmond Ritter's definitely the guy. He's a second-year guy. Yep. Pickett, there's no question, mm-hmm. right? I mean, got it. Like, what are we really? We're gonna we're we're gonna try Jacoby Brissett when you got this kid. You, you snagged him in the fifth round, and the reason why he dropped to the fifth round from North Carolina, Mac Brown is. His coach at Carolina told us this going into the draft when he when we had him on the show. Hey, look, we didn't do him any right. favors. All of our good kids, or, or I shouldn't say that. He's like, our best foot that we had forward for him was two years ago. This past year, we didn't do he didn't he didn't have the best setup here. But he's he's great. You should draft him. 
And Washington, you're going to try him on for size? You're going to just see if Jacoby Brissett can start again? So kind of like, what gives with this answer from Ron? Well, again, I said I got to sit down with, with, with both Eric and Sam, or Eric and DeVita, and really evaluate it and, and make sure, you know, he's doing the things that we need him to do. And, and, and yesterday he had a really good day. We're really pleased with it uh, after having watched the tape. And we'll see how it is after we get a chance to watch this tape together. You know, we're, we're traveling today, so we'll sit down tomorrow and, and, and go through it and, and talk about Sam and, 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 and really just evaluate that um, and evaluate Jacoby as well. I mean, Jacoby did some really good things too, so we feel really comfortable about the quarterback room right now. Well, I must have sat down. Sit down happened between that soundbite and today's tweet that came from the commander's website and uh, Twitter account and all that business. Pardon, X account. Stop. <laughs> Sam Howell is the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. When they start week one, it's going to be him against the Arizona Cardinals. And one would think, a nice soft open. Colt McCoy has entered the chat. There is. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? No surprise here. Zero surprise. I mean, this is it. Got to see what you got with him. See what you got with him. Honestly, um... I kind of think that's the mantra of the entire Washington Commander season for with everybody. With Open beef. audition for the new owners. When I say, I mean everybody. Yeah. You could even put Rivera on that clock. No doubt. And that has nothing to do with him or anything other than the fact that it's always a frightening thing when there's new management in town. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask everybody that you're on this campus or with us, right? Happen, happened to me. Always. Always. You want to come and put your own people in? Let's see what you got with this guy. Eric Bieniemy. Let's see what you got with this guy. Sam Howell. Kind of know what you got with Terry McLaurin. Yeah. (laughs) Throw it deep to that guy. Nice wide receiver. That's it. Jahan. Sam Howell's got the weapons. And that's my other shrug emoji team of 2023 from the NFC. I told you the Browns were the AFC. Washington Commanders. You tell me. They could they could make some hay, man. If this kid comes out of the box like one of those rookie court, um, let's just throw it out here. Just you know, if he comes out of the box like some of these really good rookie quarterbacks in the previous days, and you could see her go, whatever, Rich, fine. You never know in this league. Take it away. Here's Sam Howell. Ron was saying that the approach he kind of took was it was your job to lose. And so what was it like, you know, knowing that you kind of had to live up to those expectations day after day and um, just kind of putting that out of sight? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't really think about it. You know, I just tried to do everything I could to come out here each and every day and just, you know, try to be the best player I could be. Um, I wasn't really worried about anyone else's expectations except for my own. You know, I have have very high standards for myself. Um, and so I just came out here every single day trying to be the best that I could. Um, and if I make a mistake, just try to learn from it. Um, and so from a mindset standpoint coming into this, I, it really wasn't anything different than what I'm, what I'm used to. There you go. Here we go. Let's go. I'm just going to throw it out here. What if he comes out of the box like Justin Herbert? Ooh, he's five inches shorter. She's not the same height weight. Okay. I'm not comparing like his. I'm just talking about results. Not all the wins, but it's just like, oh, okay, I get it. This is why he's the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders in the same way that Justin Herbert, 
when he came out of the box, it was apparent to everyone except apparently Anthony Lynn for like three weeks that he's the guy, right? right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what about- if he does that? What if he does that and Chase Young comes back and he's looking healthy and the defense looks like the team that can really put the bang thing on you and this team looks like the team that handed the Eagles their first loss of the season. Yeah. This is the team that looks like the team that handed, if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers their first loss of the season a couple of years ago. One of those teams that can not prevent you from yards after the catch on defense because they can really buzz around. And I'm just naming only a handful of people here. I'm giving you the the outskirts of what could be a really successful season. Or they're terrible and we're throwing Jacoby Brissett in there hoping they keep losing games because Josh Harris and the rest of the ownership group. Magic Johnson's like, look, I live in Los Angeles. There's this quarterback out there. Let me tell you about him. What and he's, and he'll, he'll, he'll tweet it out like, like exactly. this Caleb Williams guy just went 22 <laughs> of 25 for 403 yards Magic. and four touchdowns. I think he score. might be the Heisman Trophy winner again. <laughs> He better not do that because it could be one of those like what I'm about to say is a positive because I've said what? a lot of not Stop. whoa 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 you hear that you just say it you don't <laughs> don't don't say I'm gonna be positive no, and then be positive just no, no. say it well I'm gonna be po- uh, this is a positive because I've said a lot of bad things about this person mm-hmm. recently okay Sam Howell's ceiling for his first year is a Baker Mayfield type rookie season remember Baker in 2018 yes set the rookie touchdown record he had 27 touchdowns. He was second in offensive rookie of the year. I think that is best case scenario sure. for Sam Howell. In this best situation. case scenario is that he proves you drafted wisely. Don't worry about quarterbacks from right. here on out. You got the guy. Yeah, exactly. At least till next year. Right. And hopefully, he can take Eric Bieniemy's mean, mean words. He got in my face and mean. yelled. He's, He's mean. mean what a big mean. old meanie offensive coordinator <laughs> with his X's and O's and all the expletives and O's. He ear me. <laughs> Eric Bianami said that Eric Bianami will be your best friend. Oh, my goodness. And you were the crazy. expletives and oh, my goodnesses. <laughs> all right, Mike in North Carolina, let's take his North call to be Carolina. fair and balanced. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Mike, how are you? I'm doing fine. How you guys? I am up, doing Mike? fine. All right, no, Mike. We have what's known in the radio business as a hard out. I've got three minutes for you. I think I know what you want to do. Tell us what you want to do. Uh, win-loss Jets. Win-loss. Oh, sorry, not Giants. 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 Okay, Giants. win-loss Giants. Because we just sang the praises of the possibility, possible praises of the Washington Commanders. I need NFL Films music. Here we go. Uh, This is Mike in North Carolina. Interesting spot to be a giant uh, fan. Here we go. First up, Mike, home for the Dallas Cowboys. What do you got? Win. That's a win. I heard that. At the Arizona Cardinals. Win. At the 49ers on a Thursday night. Loss. Home for the Seahawks on a Monday night. Win. Three and one. At the Miami Dolphins. Win two will be hurt. Four and one. Oh my gosh! (laughs) That's some salty. That's a salty two. A comment at the Buffalo Bills. Loss. Oh man. Oh, Dayball's homecoming is a loss. Uh, All right, home for the Washington Commanders. Win. Heck with your good talk of the Commanders, Rich. Five and two. Home for the Jets. Loss. I'm on Jets. All right, five and three at the Raiders. Win. Six and three at the Cowboys. Tulsa, I'll give to Dallas because they're at home. Six and four at the Commanders. Win. Seven and four, home for the Patriots. Win. 
eight and four after the bye week, home for the Packers. Win. Nine and four at the New Orleans Saints. Win. Ten and four at the Philadelphia Eagles on a Monday night. Loss. Ten and five home for the Rams. Win. Eleven and five home for the Eagles. Loss. Eleven and six. Jalen Hurts stays healthy. Philadelphia's going to be hard to beat. All right, there you go. Thanks for the call, Mike in North Carolina. Everybody. 11 and 6. I'll write down Mike. From North Kakalaki. I'll take the, uh, NC. Take the under. By the way, how about this giant schedule? Forget the NFC East. We know that's coming. Yeah. How about this one? They're at the 49ers. Tough. How about um, home for the Jets? Dude, that might break WFAN. <laughs> that week? Yes. <laughs> if both teams are really good and need it, right? Or both teams are desperate and really need or either it doesn't matter what they are. It's gonna be huge. It really doesn't matter, yeah. Unless they're yeah. both like two and two and five, two and six, and then it's just like who cares? That would be Anything's a nightmare. Possible. Dude, yeah, think, yeah, at the Raiders, how about Belichick and the Giants? Home for the Patriots. Giants, Patriots back in the old day, man. It's Bill Going for an undefeated Bill Homecoming. Right? A Bill Homecoming? And a, a Dable homecoming at the Bills? That's another tough game. Yeah, baby. Huh? Dable saying, okay, I love you, Josh Allen, but I got my own Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I want you to see his face. If you could only have seen his face. That's the face right there. That's the face. God bless fans. Because they don't know anything and they're so delusional. I mean, that's just... But a- you're one of them. What are you talking about, God bless fans? <laughs> You're one of them. You are... I am realistic. Oh, no, oh. <laughs> By the way, you're not going to hear God bless me. Fans. You're not going to hear me come on this show and say the Pats are going 15 and two. Now that's true. You know what I mean? Now that's fanatic. You're yeah. a fan. Those are fanatics. I'm a fanatic, but I was pretty. I said 11 and six. That's more likely than the Giants going 11 and six. You you know what? You are fanatic. You know why? Because you were on that website for 11 different hats and jerseys. That, that is a Photoshop. That don't and mean gears. nothing. You need gear. That don't mean you know, nothing. If you work for 11 teams, you need gear. You need a lot of gear. Everyone talks about Russell Wilson's 10. I talked about it in hour one with, who knew, real estate magnet. Tyler Lockett. I said, for, I said did you, were you the one who sold Russ that 10 bath house? No. And, you know, if you have 10 bathrooms, you need, like, 10 etergés or, you know, you need 10. Big word alert. What's you, an etergé? I don't know. No it's, like, it's, it's like a, it's, like you know. A like a What? No, you, it's <laughs> shelving. It's shelving. Oh, you need shelving. Oh, got it. Oh, okay. Could have said that. You know, you need 10 plungers. You need 10 towels. <laughs> you need 10, towels. Yeah. It's yeah, a towels, lot. A lot of toilet paper. Yeah. Same thing with him. Soap. You got all those teams. You need hats, shirts. Oh. Look, this is football season. I only root for one football team. That's it. Okay, that's the well, Dallas Cowboys. Penn State, Florida, Florida State, Florida State. Pro. We're talking pro. There you are, Florida State. You got to put Colorado on there. Georgetown must have I, a team. I'll, I'll accept Colorado <laughs> being up there. I will actually. <laughs>